Hey guys, I know on our recent episode you might have heard about my fake heart attack that I had, um, but uh, Austin and I wanted to reach out to our sponsor today before the show and say thank you so much for your support and love for the show. Heightened Aesthetics, off Nebraska, behind Extreme Tacos. Go check them out. If you want to get stabbed in the face and make your face look much better, that's the place to get stabbed. Stephanie will take extra good care of you. And look at Austin. He got stabbed 15 times in the face. I was rubbing balls on his chin, but everything <laughs> seems to work out. So guys, if you need Botox or fillers, there's only one place you should go here in the Tampa Bay area. Reach out to Heighten Aesthetics. Find them on all social media platforms. And now, let's get to the show. Welcome to the What's Good Tampa Show. What's Good Tampa Show. This is where we talk about all things Tampa Bay and beyond. Coming to you from the gimmick in Ybor City. Here's your hosts, Austin and Sean. Uh, just wait for Austin. He's going to try to turn his phone off from sleeping. Thank you so much, though. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, welcome back to the What's Good Tampa show. This is now our second episode for the Gasparilla Music Festival, which we're really, really stoked about. This is going to be April 29th and 30th. And the big difference... Oh, there goes your train. Love yeah, welcome it. to Ebor, Ebor City, baby. baby. It's all part of it. Ebor's finest. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so let's go ahead and get started. So, Kelly, thank you so much for coming to the show today. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing for the Gasparilla Music Festival and kind of your role and, and what's going on on April 29th and 30th. So I'm on the board of directors. I'm actually serving as the treasurer right now, um, and we are full steam ahead with, the, with our festival this year. We had a couple hiccups um, with scheduling and stuff like that. But once we got our permitting to move forward with the dates of April 29th and 30th, we've literally pulled this music festival together in six weeks. Wow. Major kudos to our staff and everybody over at the GMF offices because they are literally working. They're burning the midnight oil. I, I can only Dude. imagine six yeah. weeks to get a festival yeah. underway. Props to whoever's greasing those uh, f- those hands that needed to be greased to get those things through. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's awesome. So people who aren't familiar with the Gasparilla Music Festival, can you tell us just briefly what that is? Sure. So we are we're actually – the Gasparilla Music Foundation is what – is what supports the Gasparilla Music Festival. We're a nonprofit organization, and all of the um, money that we raise through this festival, through the food sales, through the vendor sales, um, ticket sales, our memberships, like our higher ground and all of our sponsorships, we, it all goes to support um, local um, music programs in schools. Okay, so we, cool. you know, we have events happening all throughout the year where we, we, plan events so that we can highlight local artists um, and then we also provide a lot of funding to these music programs where you know a lot of times that's where the budgets get cut first definitely sure. so making sure that kids that want access and need access to music have that access i love that yeah we heard a little bit about the recycled tunes program yes. last time which i just thought was amazing tad, he's yeah the tad, man. he's the man he's the man behind tad that. is the man well, that is super cool. And I asked Tad this question, and he wasn't sure. So now I'm going to ask you, and if you don't know the answer, that's okay. What is, <laughs> what is the, what do you think as far as like local musicians to um, national acts that you kind of have? There's it mostly local acts. Is it mostly national acts? Is it kind of a, a middle ground combination for the a, festival? Yeah, for the festival. It's a, it's a pretty split. I mean, we we do we try to really make sure that we're bringing new artists 
to the community to introduce them. So they are bigger. There can be a lot of bigger acts, but people might not be familiar with them. Okay. Um, I mean, they do our talent buyers and, and our staff, especially Dave Cox. Like they, I mean, this is a year long process where they're, okay. they're sc scouting people and, and looking at music and trying to bring an eclectic. I mean, I think you would, anyone who's been to GMF, um, has seen that it's a very, very eclectic array of music. I mean, Definitely, we have hip hop, yeah. we have jam bands, we have reggae, we have, I mean, it's just, there's everything. Right. So it's not just a one size fits all type of, type of festival. It's a celebration of all the different types of music out there. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is like the, there's something for everybody there. Like no matter what your taste is yeah. in the music, it's there. Right. Yeah. So, which is really, really cool. What, I mean, give me some of the, uh, trials and tribulations it takes to put on a festival like this and within six weeks, nonetheless. You don't have to get into the dirty details. Booking talent. <laughs> That's uh, that secret sauce booking talent that, remember, they shut me down. I was trying to find out what that secret sauce was, but I just shot down. My questions just can't hey, get some answered. Some secrets can't be revealed. <laughs> yeah, I would say booking talent is a big is a big piece because you've got to find um, artists that are touring, that works with their scheduling. Um, you know, there's, there's some big companies out there that have some big contracts with a lot of these acts around these days. And it really sure. makes it difficult for some of us. You know, we're a grassroots festival. We, we started here, you know, this is our 12th year. So we've built it into something large, but you know, we're up against some of these bigger companies that have these arena tours and, and it's, it makes it really difficult for us to continue to bring something new and fresh. Um, but that's also recognizable that are going to drive ticket sales and bring people into the, into the festival. For sure. Yeah, for sure. How, and how long have you been involved with the festival? Um, as a volunteer, probably about six or seven years. As a board member, three years. Okay, wow. So for a little while now. Yeah. So for a little while. I love now. GMF. Yeah, I was going to say, well, what made you want to get involved in the first place? I love music. It's yeah. the music. I love but music, and I love I love the fact that GMF is not just a festival. Gas World Music Foundation is a year-round effort. Sure. Um, you know, the mission is to bring, you know, music to people who may not have access to it children you know specifically youth i mean i know how important music was to me in my childhood and you know to be able to make sure that that's that's a big component and then also reaching and bring you know in you know bringing more creativity and arts to our to our community tampa is a growing city i mean it's unbelievable what's happened here oh, it's amazing in the last few years and yeah. so to be a big to be a part of that fabric and to be GMF and being able to make sure that everybody has this access and has this experience is really what it's all about. So I just, I fell in love with it the first time I went and the day I was hooked. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. She makes a good point about music too, because when you're growing up as a kid, mm -hmm. it's integral because like, you know, let's, you, it's your it's your friend it's your buddy it's somebody it's your solace it's things that you can relate to or things that can get you through tough times and um you know we hear about it back in the day but uh you know i don't know if the the festivals get enough credit uh for really promoting that out through as well because i mean if you're doing it to somebody that's in their 20s or 30s that are gonna have kids later on making them feel a different way about music is going to obviously extend to their family uh beyond so just a great yeah. thing all and around. that's another big thing about gmf we're very family friendly so all kids 12 and under get in for free oh wow so you know a lot of families bring their children during the day um and there's 
you know, typically we have a kids fest this year because we're doing a hybrid event. We're not going to have the same, you know, type of kids fest that we normally do. We'll resume that next year when we're back in f into full programming. But um, it's a very family friendly event. We encourage, you know, people to bring their children and, and let them come and experience GMF. Awesome. Yeah. You so you said a hybrid event. What do you mean by that? Well, so typically in the 11 years past, we've taken over all of Curtis Hickson Park and Kylie Gardens where we've had four stages. We're unable to utilize Kylie Gardens this year because they have some waterproofing issues up there with the parking garage underneath. Um, and so we had to pivot and we've got four stages. We, we will have four stages this year. Two of them will be ticketed stages so that there'll be access for people who are ticket buyers or uh, members or sponsors of the, of the organization. Um, and then two of the other stages are going to be open access to anybody who is who's in the area so we have okay. one at sparkman wharf mm -hmm. and we have another one behind the convention center at the sale pavilion and then curtis hickson and then another uh, that'll be our big main stage and then sure. our second stage will be at the Stras. so all all four stages are ac accessible by the Riverwalk. Okay. so it it really creates this opportunity to um, engage people that might not know about gmf um, might not know that there's a festival happening yeah and and also providing um exposure for some of these local artists yeah i think you just made a great point because like it does provide extra exposure for people who are just traveling down riverwalk or walking down riverwalk or going to Sp let's go to sparkman war for the day not yeah. even realizing that this festival is going on so yeah. i think it's going to actually probably draw more people to it that maybe didn't know about it before especially maybe newer people in tampa i mean i've been here a long time i've heard about it you guys always do a great job with the marketing yeah when it's around you know it's around you know so we're out there listen even the board members are out there putting those damn yard signs out and i, I think saw I one down here i think right? i probably <laughs> put 75 of them out this yeah. year i drive around and like people are honking they see me i'm like yeah yes that's awesome and and I saw your my sticker friend. on your car yes yard. i did too <laughs> not to go off topic a little bit yeah. but i was just having oh, a, a, a epiphany i really believe this before they completely shut down with the waterproofing issue i saw an infomercial there's that like sticky stuff that that guy put at the bottom of a boat and it literally <laughs> could float down the river so before you guys completely cancel that is there any way that maybe i could go to city council and see if they'll let me do the as seen on tv what's it called again you know what i'm talking about the glue it's like a black it comes in black or white oh, like it's the, rubberized the guy who like does it on the boat yeah, yeah. what is that called? i'll just waterproof it up real quick and then we'll have it all at the same place or Flex Seal, Flex that's it. Seal. Shout it out is. Flex Seal, next sponsor of the show. But <laughs> I would love to just go fix it, and then we can just do everything as planned if that's cool. But we don't have to do it right now. I'm going to go in and just – I'm going to throw it out there. Because, Let me know how that goes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll follow up with you on that one. <laughs> Jeez. That was, uh, just trying to help any way I can. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's what you do best is, is help. Um, so uh, you kind of answered this already, but you love music. That's kind of what inspired you to, to get involved. Um, out of the years, and, and I don't, you don't need to call it like one year's better than the other. I'm just curious, out of all the acts you've seen at Gasparilla Music Festival, what is some of the, like your best memories from it? Because you've been going for a while now, and I'm sure a lot of other people in, in the city have as well. I've been, and I've had great experiences there. Can you kind of call out a memory maybe if you oh, have? Uh, I mean, there's so many. I mean, last year was just phenomenal from top to bottom with everyone but there's been so many i mean i'm a huge cage the elephant fan so that was a that was a fantastic fantastic show i mean yeah. you go back to like go go bodello and sure. always trombone shorty he is <laughs> yep. he is just phenomenal so I, I don't know. I mean, Nas was incredible. Oh, we had Nas, a couple years yes. ago. And <laughs> I mean, so, and this year we've got, I mean, our lineup, I don't know if you're going to ask me about it, but I, I am. Talk Absolutely. About it. We've got a great lineup this year that I'm super excited. Very, very eclectic. I think it's going to, 
knock the socks off of some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who really impressed me last year, and he was on the show with Sam Hughes. You know, and Sam he, E. Hughes. Yeah, and he got up with a whole like orchestra basically and just rocked it out, which I was just oh, not expecting. He, he killed it, and a great, great guy, great performer. Glad to have him on the show. But yes, I want to know about the lineup. Tell yes. us a little bit about the lineup this year. So for Saturday, some of the bigger names that we have, um, we've got uh, Cannons who. Oh, I've got it. I know it. <laughs> like, I know it by heart. You, right? yeah. Are you kidding me? They have drilled. We have been drilling been this into our and heads. Breathing this the last for six, six weeks. weeks. I mean, six she weeks. She knows all the acts. I can't even think Flex Seal. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So um, we've got Cannon Saturday. They'll come on. I think probably. I think they're around five o'clock or so as as the day starts to get a little bit later, um, and then direct support. For the, our, our headliner is Chromio, which they are Chromio, super, super funky. They will awesome. definitely get the crowd going. And then we've got Run the Jewels. Okay. Um, so anybody who is a hip-hop fan is, yeah. is very familiar with Run the Jewels. They are really going to – they're going to rock that, that park. That's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And then Sunday, Rising Appalachia, um, one of my personal favorites, favorites, Local Natives. Okay. And then J-Rad, which is Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Yep. Awesome, okay. awesome way to close out the festival. Um, but then there's going to be tons and tons of local talent. I know we've got George here, and he's going to he's going to show us some of his stuff. And yeah. it's it's amazing, and it's it's incredible. It's a great it's a great opportunity to come out and learn about new music and see some of the local talent. That I mean, there's so much of it here. Yeah, there really is. It's, yeah. it's incredible to seeing you know getting to see. I can't wait to hear him sing today. So. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's it's exciting. I mean, last year was a, a blessing for us to go up there, and it was cool to kind of be in the thick of things. Like I was saying before we started, I loved. Uh, we talked to Van Plating. We talked to um, uh, DBMK. We, we talked to people coming right off stage, and it was cool because you got to feel the energy as as mean like Their it was like the adrenaline drop <laughs> during the the episode. Like during the the interviews, you can see it actually drop, and yeah, yeah. It, it's just so cool that you know people, whether they're playing music or listening music, it really can affect you in a positive way, and uh, you know, and it can get you through your day better. Yeah. 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 When is this going to air? Because we also have a kickoff concert happening this Thursday night in Ebor. That's when it's going to air. Thursday? How about that? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we put it out Thursday morning, so yeah. that's when this episode. So we have a kickoff concert happening um, at the what used to be Frankie's patio. Okay. It's now called Nineteen Twenty. Well, the following Thursday, right? Not no, the, this, this Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday. We have a kickoff. Okay. We have a kickoff party, um, a concert in a band called Galactic. Galactic. That does sound familiar. Really good. Okay. So it starts at eight o'clock. Tickets okay. are on sale for fifty dollars. So anybody who's interested in coming. Is that a big venue? I haven't been there. Yes. Where do you get tickets if you want to get them now? Uh, G- GMF.com. Or GMFtickets.com, right? GMFtickets.com. Yeah. Okay, got it. We'll yeah. put the little link here so that they can yeah. grab them. So that, that's a fun way to kick off, you know, kick off the festival. And, and they're local? Local artists? Galactic, I believe. They're not local, no. Okay. 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 New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I would just add because again, the lo- I'm hardcore local guy, being yeah. born and raised here. So I love the fact that you get to see so many new local bands and artists that not only do you see there, but now you know they're here mm-hmm. and that you get to follow them around and go to their other shows wherever they're playing, Hooch and Hive, like the like Whale and everything else. Yeah. So that's really cool. Well, awesome. So tell us anything else. You think well, the one thing we- I wanted to ask you about because oh, one hey, well, yeah. this guy did you know. All of a sudden, he wants to be an interviewer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I was, I actually, I do an interview a little bit differently than you, but I think it's effective. I think it's effective. Um, So, (laughs) 
So the the big difference that we didn't talk about today yet, we talked a little bit with Tad, is uh, the different areas that that uh, music's going to be playing. And you were saying again, we did talk about that. Y'all remember? We did yeah, talk about we did. That. But but one thing that she said that was that was uh, that reminded me is there's going to be two um, stages where just people in the area that maybe even doesn't even know Gasparilla Music Festival is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys do such a good job of marketing. I think that everybody will know. But there's places where they're going to hear free music. Yeah. Um, where are those places going to be? Sparkman Wharf and then the Sail Pavilion, which is behind the convention center. Awesome. All accessible from the Riverwalk. Yeah, and two of the best places in Tampa, you know, if you're Absolutely. Beautiful view, you're, yeah. yeah, beautiful views, beautiful All beautiful four spot. of them are on the water. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. It's the, the benefit of living in Tampa Bay, yeah, right? I mean, just for sure. <laughs> so very. Now, how's that water for swimming? Can you jump in there? Can you paddleboard down there? I mean, you know, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you could. <laughs> Let, Let me mean, know. Go, yeah. try, right, right, go right. check it out. I might check. Oh, yeah, I might paddle the out there. You be yeah. the first to try. You be the first to try. Anyway, so so tell us anything else you feel that we should know. We haven't we touched. I on just already. think no. I think um, probably the biggest other biggest piece is that you know we will resume back to normal you know festival next year. We already have our date set for next year. It's going to be the third week of February, my birthday weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, uh, me too. When's your birthday? February eighteenth. Mine's the 22nd. Yeah, so yeah, it's not your nice. birthday weekend. Yeah. No. Weekend. No, no, it's no, it's not. Um, <laughs> but we will be going over to J- uh, Julian B. Lane Park, and we will you know, be there until until the you know the issue with Kylie Gardens Flex is resolved, you. and we hope sure. we you. hope soon because we love it. We love it there. It works really well for us, and it's it's just where we've been since the beginning, and yeah. it feels like it's a it's and a big it's part o- of us. If it's okay with you guys, I'd like to get some people in that decision making circle on the <laughs> podcast and just figure That's it a out. Great idea. Actually. I just want to help That's out any way I can. It's for can the you music. Work that out. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get them in here on that. No, but we're excited to be able to go to Julian B Lane, and and this is you know this is what we do. We, we GMF is going to pull off a spectacular event like we exactly. always do and show, you know, that no matter what kind of hurdles we have to jump over, we're going to br- we're going to bring great music to this community. That's so. awesome. And you know what, Kelly, maybe you get there with uh, Julian B. Lane and then it's actually even better. You never know. You never know. I mean, but I, I Perhaps. Get, it's hard to let go of Curtis Hickson. That's, that's, <laughs> it's that's, hard. That's, it's that's, hard. That's our that's that's, that's where you grew up. That's where it is. <laughs> that's, that's where you grew that's up. where we've been. So it's you know, it's going to look a little different this year but it's going to sound just as good. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to touch on before you head out or good? I got to say, I want to ask you one more question. How was it? Cause you've done TV, you've done radio. How was it to be on a really crappy podcast in a trap house and doing a show for the first time? This is probably the most fun I've had doing. Nice. Wow. Wow. What an honor. I mean, round of applause for that. That's amazing. 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 (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really, really do appreciate it. This will be our final episode. He called it a crappy podcast. And I just, I appreciate yeah. that. And the only other thing I would add is if you see any GMF staff during yeah. the festival, give them a big ass high five yeah, or a pat sure. on the back because they have really. I can only imagine. They have yeah. really stepped up to the plate this year. And bear hug? Bear hug cool too? Sure. Bear all right, cool. I'll say right now if we appreciate all the GMF staff. Thank you all already yes, in amazing. For, for putting on a great show because yeah. we know it will be. All right, well, we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. All right. All right, so we're back. All right, so George Pennington we have here with us. Thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This just before we start, just oh dig the, the vibe. He's got the what, – uh, what's the inspiration on the colors? That's a really unique color set. Do you just like the the ring and the, the – I love it. Oh, thank you. I noticed it as soon as you walked in, cool bracelet. Like, you just got the vibe, bro. Man, well, this this ring was my great-grandfather's that my oh, grandmother sick. recently gave to me. Um, so I like this one. This one's got a sun – and some birds on it. And so my thing is when I have the sun facing outwards, it's yeah. giving out 
sunlight, giving okay. out energy, yeah. whatever. And if I need a little myself, I turn it around. The oh, other shit, oh, really? Yes. So it's like a mental thing, you know. And then this is abalone in there, so I don't know. I just Dude, uh, love I the vibe. I love, love it. it. Right only, on, right on. The only thing I don't like about you being here is now I'm not the best looking guy. <laughs> I mean, that, that was easy <laughs> when Sean here. But, oh, uh, come now, on now. Now we've got problems. But, George, <laughs> but George let, let me just ask you right off the bat. So... A musician here. Tell me a little bit about like what got you started in music in the first place. Well, I first started playing guitar. That was kind of my introduction into uh, studying music and and going into different choirs and musical theater and and getting a degree in music education at USF. So oh, wow. so just the guitar was my. Um, was the catalyst that kind of just fanned out into this broader study of music and, and um, appreciation for different instruments and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I started playing when I was 10 years old, and, and I, I picked it up pretty quickly. Um, I had a couple buddies that got guitars around that time, and we were all just kind of learning as we go, and I just kept going and going and going and just picking stuff up on my own and eventually took some lessons and, uh, yeah, just kept growing from there. Awesome. What was, like, kind of your musical, I guess, inspiration? Mm, well... And the early days of, of first starting the guitar, uh, and still to this day, uh, Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan, oh, of course, kind yeah. of blues-based, um, psychedelic rock and, and that sort of thing. Um, hard rock and metal. When I was in middle school, I loved Metallica and uh, Alice in Chains okay, and grungy cool. stuff, Soundgarden. And, and, uh, That's so wild, because you seem like such a young guy, that you're like, I love Hendrix. And <laughs> well, <laughs> Which well, is great. Music has that. no age, dude. It's it, true, doesn't it? That's true, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad that a lot of that music is still seeming to appeal to some of my guitar students and kids younger sure. than me that I've, that I've shown some stuff to. So it's, it's one of those things that I guess the, uh, the legacy of a lot of that music kind of, uh, it, it, it helps establish its sort of value that's greater than it ever was. It's not set to a particular generation, which sure. is, I guess, a sign of its value yeah. intrinsically. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, again, that's what I love about music, too. It just lives forever, right? And it's like I have, like, a 10-year-old niece who, like, knows Journey, like, by heart, and it's just, like, those songs just live forever. Like, they never get old, and people, young kids still today, learn all these songs that we heard long, long time ago, right, which is really, really cool. Tell me, like, because um, what I, I always find it interesting, kind of, like, the different musicians have different creative processes, like how they start a song, finish a song. What is kind of like your key to a creative process? Do you write a riff and then just say, oh, this sounds kind of cool and build it from there? Or, or you hear another song and say, hey, that sounds cool. Let me kind of take that melody and change it into my own. Or what is like the creative process for it's, writing your music? My creative process is really, really, uh, it's weird in the sense that it's, it's always changing and that there isn't any one pattern that I've identified that that's how I work best or anything like that. But I try to draw inspiration from everything that I can, whether mm -hmm. it's just scrolling through social media or if it's just being outside and trying to observe like the tree line. Sure. And like, I, like, for example, I just saw this video the other day and it's, it's, I do similar things to this to where it's like, this guy was, was just demonstrating how he came up with the melody and he was looking at the tree line on the horizon and was following up and the taller trees sure. went up higher in pitch and the lower trees so you can draw sure. anything like that like one time i was bending the guitar string uh, and it was the high string. I decided, what would it sound like if I bend it off of the fretboard the opposite way? Normally, you bend it up yeah. to you, you know, to keep it on the fretboard. But if you pull it off, it kind of has a squeaking sound, like a voice crack. Mm -hmm. And I thought it sounded like a peacock. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like when you pull it off, Do it that has ladder. that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, okay. it's like a weird, it's a weird sound that like when you I pull it that. off of the fretboard, it makes a weird little sound. Yeah, so yeah. that was an inspiration for a song. Okay. Sometimes I sit down and I'm conscious about, okay, I really want to produce this particular song, this sound, and I have a very clear direction. It just really changes. Dude, you remember that 90s movie, American Beauty? Yes. You know Kevin Spacey gimmick before he got canceled? Dude, that kind of gives me the vibe. Remember the guy that was filming the trash bag blowing in the wind and he goes, you are beautiful? Yeah, yes. Just my two cents. <laughs> right on. Again, right on. But yeah. anything can be beautiful is where I was going with that. Yeah. Sure. What do you think about that? Well, I, m- most things maybe or some, a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. I like that vibe though. No, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? So like how, did, how many, uh, I guess like, well, let's start here, actually. Where do you find you, like, if somebody wants to find your music and things like that? Well, I've, I've put my music out on Spotify and Apple Music and SoundCloud and a lot of the other major ones, um, YouTube. I okay. do a lot of my live performances with the band, which is really what has been my focus and kind of how I keep myself going is playing live around town with the band. So I put a lot of those videos up on YouTube. Okay. Um, so I have a YouTube channel there for all that. And, um, yeah, that's, that's where I put out my stuff. And I think that's a, a good point. Uh, that I don't think we bring up enough. Social media is the way of the world these days. Mm -hmm. So every single person that we come in contact with at this festival, and I would uh, have everyone do the same thing, is like, subscribe to all their stuff just to show them that you saw them. And maybe you won't listen to it all the time. You'll like some better than others, just like music we do. We have our favorite playlists and we have the stuff that we never listen to. But I think for these up-and-coming artists especially, um, just like our podcast, when no one had listened to us, like those likes and shares and subscribe Descriptions go a long way, not monetarily, because it's not like anyone's making money by listening to Spotify. But if you see those plays increase to me, because I'm not a musician, but like I can understand somebody that's up and coming. That's a little, you know, uh, a little slap on the butt, if you will, saying, keep it up. Good job. So I would just say, find these people, go find them in every place that we go, because it really does mean a lot, especially to the music these days. Yeah, absolutely. And Instagram looks like your George uh, Pennington music is this yeah. how we find you there on Instagram? Yeah, on right? Instagram, George Pennington Music. Okay, awesome. And then, so what about like, uh, well, first of all, you're playing at Gasparilla Music Festival. Tell us when and where you're playing. I'm playing on the Sunday of the festival, April 30th at 2:45 on the Strath Center stage. Okay. And are you playing alone? Because you mentioned you with when you play live, it's usually a full band, or are yeah. you playing like acoustic style, or what? yeah. So I'm playing with a full band, and and that ensemble is George Pennington and the Odyssey. Okay. I have a three-piece horn section and a rhythm oh, wow. section of bass and drums, and uh, we really go all over the place as far as the type of music that we play. So mm-hmm. Everything from like piano-based ballads to kind of hard rock stuff to. Um, acoustic uh, fingerstyle guitar playing with horn arrangements. So we really try to go all over the place uh, and take listeners on a journey through our sets, um, hence the name The Odyssey, which was uh, given to us by a local music venue owner over in St. Pete at the Ale and the Witch, Brett Andrus. He came up with that name, and we've been rolling with that for a few years now. Okay, very cool. What's his cut? What's his? <laughs> he's great. He was very gracious and just kind of came up. Oh, with that's that, awesome, know, so. dude! We've been nice ro- rolling with that. Yeah, very one of the best guys. Yeah, awesome. And you're you're a Tampa boy. You told me before we started, right? Uh-huh. Yep, born and raised. Yeah, whereabouts? Well, I was living a lot of most of my life was kind of in South Tampa. I was on okay. Hawthorne Road, yep. and then I was down by the Air Force Base on Interbay, yep. and uh, now I'm out in West Chase. So okay, oh, so you moved to the suburbs, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yep. very cool. West Chase is a great area. I love it out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. And then, okay, so you're playing on Sunday. Where do we find you, like, during the week? Do you play local gigs, like, in the area? Do you travel out of state? Like, what's your gimmick? What do you like the most? Yeah, well, uh, throughout the week, uh, pretty regularly, I'll be playing um, – 
at different venues around town or on the weekends with the band. Nice. Um, just to try to stay as busy as I can. I'm also teaching guitar lessons, so I'm bouncing around. That's that's kind of my. Do you week. have any favorite venues you like to play on a Friday or Saturday night? Well, I love the Ale and the Witch. I love um, I love the Crowbar in Ebor. I play everyone there. Does. I play everyone there. does. Everybody does. I play there pretty regularly, and uh, Tom's a big supporter of me. Tom DeGeorge at the Crowbar, so he's he's always had my back. Um, ODSs. Yeah. Shout sure. out Crowbar. Um, I'm trying to think. Just um, there, there's there's a lot that I've really liked to play at, um, but definitely definitely the Ale and the Witch and the Crowbar have have been given me opportunities to play since you know 2012 or 2013 now a long time so that's awesome yeah i was uh i was in a band a while while back now but one of the things i just remember how nervous i would get before going on stage and i would always have to go through my own kind of like uh my process or my own kind of like med- meditation if you will yeah, what is it like for you to now go remember he's and- not good at music yeah, so plus, i can understand I you probably are like i got this yeah, yeah, yeah well well they say one who doesn't care is one who shouldn't be right? yeah yeah so, he's no longer it's good to so, be nervous before performance. <laughs> a little right? bit of that is really really good i think because it can help kind of get some extra mojo out of you and 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 put that sort of sensitivity or or um, not fear but there's something about it that really can translate and help kind of communicate those uh, feelings that are within the music sure yeah do you have any like traditions or anything you do beforehand i'm always that you a, can tell us on live on <laughs> it. yeah <laughs> gotta yeah. crank one out real quick yeah. <laughs> nope. be fine <laughs> sorry <laughs> no i'm being like you this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. like me no <laughs> No, I guess what he's asking is, is there any, any illicit drug use that you do That's before that? You, know? you get what I'm asking. You get what I'm asking. Totally. Uh, totally get what you're asking. No. I, I, drink, I drink tea awesome. uh, with honey, and I have a vi- YouTube video that I've been using for a long time, which is the vocal warm-up. Okay. So I nice. sing through that, usually in the car, or I try to, try to go away from the place that I'm doing so people don't hear that. I like to kind of have this sort of, not transformation, but just this sort of time where I'm in some yeah. space of warming up and of, of, of just really kind of trying to get in tune with myself. And then I can go out and, and start to play. I always like to start also with the band is try to start with some sort of ambiance yeah, sure. to where yeah. I'm making eye contact with people nice. on stage. Yeah. So it's a, hey, you know, we're about to play a set of music. Are we all feeling pretty good about yeah, this? Yeah, sure, got it. <laughs> all right, we good? Like, yeah, and, then, and then we roll from there. So that those are some of the things I do almost every show. Okay. That's, a, yeah. that's a good point, because just not to take it off you, because you deserve the spotlight, but Austin used to actually be a semi-pro wrestler. And when you would, before the shows, didn't you say, too, when you come out in the crowd, you'd make eye contact, because you were a heel. <laughs> so you would actually, like, yeah. find the 12-year-old you're going to yell at, and you would get into this trance. <laughs> it's a little different, I think, <laughs> going up and playing live music. But... Obviously, playing in GMF, it's a huge deal Amazing. here in Tampa. Can't wait. Um, can you give us, like... We'll uh, be there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. Him. We'll be there to see you, so Sweet, we're definitely going to come out watch you. Sweet. Um, can you give us, like, a, maybe just another time throughout your musical career so far that was, like, really memorable for you or, like, a big show? Besides being on like this that. podcast. Obviously, this is the Whoa. biggest moment of your career, <laughs> but outside <laughs> of that... To give us another moment that was just kind of really memorable for you. Veterans Day 11-11-22. Okay. It was just last year. And I was, it was, that's a, it was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, a few days prior to that, I was asked to open up for the Gypsy Kings at oh, Ruth wow. Eckerd Hall. Okay. And it was a big event. It was yeah. like 2,100, 2,200 people that fit in Ruth Eckerd Hall. And it was packed to the gills all the way to the top. And they've got those European style uh, seating or 
So it's just like the sea of emerald green and folks all the way to the top, which was, of course, you know, uh, a lot to try to wrap my mind around sure. to put on a 30 minute set by myself in front yeah, of all those folks. Big. So yeah, that was a big deal for me. And um, people were really enthusiastic about how the set went afterwards, which made me feel probably better than I felt almost ever in my life. It was such wow. a huge boost of just like, you know, overcoming that was that was some serious fear, you know, and it was really cool because I had some of my buddies that were in town just happened to be in town at that time that sure. were able to come with me and just kind of sit backstage with me and uh, just just be a part of that to yeah. kind of have that shared memory that will last a lifetime. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. It's really cool. That's why you do it. That's why. You that's do why it. you do it for Make those moments. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what it is about. And those moments, too, is it, it, it is going to no matter how big and how great you become, those moments will always stay in the in the front end of your brain being like, I remember when it was that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. So you're going to play some music here for us. But for those who haven't heard you before, how would you kind of describe your style of music? Well, I, you know, when I'm playing with the full band, um, one commonality between all the stuff I'm doing is it is usually guitar driven stuff. Okay. Um, I, I'm writing the tunes and, and singing the tunes. So a lot of the stuff is kind of it's coming through my influences and my inspiration and my training, which is primarily as a guitar player. Um, so if people are fans of, of Southern rock, of blues, of funk, of mm -hmm. jazz fusion, um, they might like my stuff because we, we do kind of branch out into some fusion-y territories and um, some kind of uh, kind of instrumental stuff, too, that might appeal to fans of classical music or jazz music, too, because a lot of the guys on stage are all jazz musicians or classical musicians, sure. too, that we all kind of... Um, you know, either met at USF or or in the kind of gigging musician community. So we really do kind of go all over the place. But um, a commonality is, is kind of guitar driven rock and blues stuff at its core. Awesome. Very cool. And if when people hear it or see you live, like and they walk away, kind of like tell me something you hope they walk away with or well, what feeling should they leave? You with? Know, you know, one thing that I'm really proud of with this band is that we've got a lot of guys from all different backgrounds, ethnically, different backgrounds, educationally mm -hmm. um, and uh, different different sort of people all coming together. But one thing that I hope that people take away is, wow, every guy up on stage was a really, really competent musician, someone that was was really, really playing well and was demonstrating that. You know, you don't have to kind of pander to um, having some sort of very uh, prolific stream number or something or, or really sure. trying to get like all this attention. What's really important to is like that core of like spending a lifetime dedicated to an instrument, to a yeah. single instrument or to a single style of instrument or of music. That's where a lot of musicians and bands start from. Yeah, and sure. of course it can go on and that, that can yield su success and success isn't bad. It's not something to steer clear from, but definitely, but that people are like, wow, th musicians that are, that are just working together and listening across the stage without relying on tracks, without mm. relying on, um, uh, uh, pre-made sounds or, or, or things that, that are kind of like, uh, guaranteed to, to sound a, certain way it's like everything is 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 malleable yeah, everything yeah. is variable that can be changed and 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 edited and it's all spontaneous and, sure. and in, a, in a way very very raw and fragile mm -hmm. and in that way it can be very potent i think so i hope it it kind of gets people's ears kind of tuned back into this is all happening right in front of us right now and if they wanted to change something they could do it 
just like that. Just like you're watching a sports game or something. It's yeah, all sure. just happening right there. You can't get away from that aspect of it. Yeah, this isn't the Grammys pre-recorded up on stage Cardi B style. This is like coming from his guitar, and you're listening to it for the first time and the rawest form of it. I agree with you, actually. Yeah. I hate the pre-recorded stuff because, you know, you go to a live festival and live music to see it raw. Yeah. That's why so many great albums are from the live album. Yeah. You don't have a backup lyric track you're singing along with. You're just, it's raw. Yeah. It's just you doing it. And I I really do believe that there is something lost when that becomes something that that people start to rely on. It's something that doesn't quite... uh, permeate within the listener. Dude, you ever seen, you ever seen or read The Secret? Motion (laughs) creates emotion. It does. Law of attraction, dude. But he, he's hitting it right on the head. It, 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 you lose something. Did you ever see Saturday Night Live when Ashley Simpson's like just like vocal track just was playing in the background? But I feel like everybody knows that they lip sync. (laughs) To see that, that's the thing. Like you come to Gasparo Music Festival, you are getting the best possible. Uh, situation and outcome uh, from the music. You're getting what it sounds like from the crowd, and that's why people have such a deep love for the uh, instances. And you tell, man, in 2020, you know, in 2018, when I was at the show, there was this. That's not just the music they heard. That's the yeah. emotions the music created. Yeah, can't and, make that up. You can't push play and get that. Yeah, true. I 100% agree with you on that. And and one thing about these local musicians and, and George, for example, w- one word to describe him, just talking to him briefly, passion, right? This guy's like, you're very passionate about your music, you can tell, and what you're doing, which is awesome. So we're going to about to have you play here live, all right? Again, no backup tracks, <laughs> no, no, no backup vocals, and uh, you're just going to go for it. Tell us what you're going to play today. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I, I really don't know, um, but I, I kind of wanted to show some of my fingerstyle acoustic pieces off of my album Daydream Sequence. There's, there's okay. one song on there that's it's complicated. It's like an 11-minute song, but there's, it's broken up into five movements, okay. and one of the movements is called Mount Zion. And I didn't realize that there's a Mount Zion gospel choir that's also on the... So it's like, well, that's kind of kismet, so I'd like to play a piece called Mount Zion. Kismet, okay. dude. Use that this I week. I don't even Use know what that, that word means. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you don't. All right. <laughs> All right, well, George, we're going to take a quick break, and then you're going to be here live playing. Let's stick around. Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, wow. First of all, wow. That was amazing. One more round of applause. Yeah, absolutely. One more round of applause, George. And when, when are we going to see you again this weekend? I'll or uh, 29th, 30th? I'll be playing on April 30th, uh, 245 to 345 on the Straz Riverfront stage. Awesome. Nice. Man. Well, thank you so much for coming, playing the song. Tell everyone one more time how to find you on Spotify, YouTube, all that other good stuff. Yeah, on, on Spotify, uh, just search my name, George Pennington, and that should pop up on YouTube, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and, and all the other major streaming platforms. Okay, and stuff cool. Like and that. George Pennington Music on Instagram, all that, right? Yep, George Pennington Music on Instagram. Yep. Awesome. Dude, and one I, of the nicest guys I've ever met. Honestly. A nice guy. Very nice he is. guy. Um, and like I said, better looking than me, so you got to leave here soon. Um, and Michelle, I want to thank you, Michelle. She won't be on camera. I know. She's amazing. She, she, she sets camera, all. But she's been setting all this up for us. Thank you so much. Thank you we so much. It. It's been great. And we will have another episode this week that we'll be putting out early next week. Um, so we're going to meet a couple more performers um, that we're going to be shooting. So uh, you're going to hear plenty more from the uh, from the music festival here at Casper. Awesome. Festival. Well, before we close out, how do we find you, Sean? Vintage underscore gimmick, or you just come to the house, 2213 E6th Avenue, right behind the Columbia Restaurant in downtown Ebor. Uh, comedy shows Monday and Wednesday, 8 p.m., Friday, 10 p.m., uh, and then on Instagram, vintage underscore gimmick, Facebook, the gimmick. Um, where do we find you? You find me at Tampa is Life, tampaislife.com, or the What's Good Tampa Show, what's good tampa.com, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. 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 Thanks for listening to the What's Good Tampa Show. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at What's Good Tampa Show or visit whatsgoodtampa.com to get involved with the show. See you. See you. Next time.